at Fix it in post, right? That's right. That's Hollywood for you. That's uh, that's podcast for you. here for another episode of Speaking of Nothing. It's very late at night. I'm in my bedroom and I'm talking a little quietly, but I've got a very loud interview coming up soon. Mason Herring, probably my best friend and longtime concert-going companion, came by my bedroom to talk to me about music venues and we kind of decided what we ended up doing is we just talked for a while and what happened was we ended up making a list that was the top five things that a venue needs to be like the best venue or a good venue so we spoke of nothing for quite a long time and I didn't edit any of the conversation just because me and Mason when we talk it just kind of flows naturally enough that there's not a lot of editing or processing that needs to be done. I will forewarn you I had a little bit of an audio issue in the recording and rather than calling Mason and saying hey man I hope you remember what you said because we've got to redo all 35 minutes of our conversation I just decided to leave it in there. There was really nothing I could do to take it out. And what happens is I have a little bit of a microphone um, delay due to some interference with the computer and my audio box. So I'm sorry. It's a little. It'll get a little staticky at some points, but it goes away, and I don't think it comes back. I definitely need to buy a new computer at some point. As a true testament to podcasting, I will let you know that I do run this podcast on a $200 HP streaming, basically, Chromebook that I bought because I needed something to use Google Docs on. This is not a fine computer, and I probably should get a real one at some point. But for now, I'm making do with what I got. It was the podcasting equipment or the computer. I went with the podcasting equipment. You kind of need both. Anyways, moving on with our lives. So because Mason and I made this big top five list, I don't have a take five for this episode, but I am going to do some new disco because I haven't made a podcast in about a month, and there are tons and tons of new albums that I need to share with you. Um, so I'm going to just get started with that. So first off, I started working at... 
my favorite record store, and I am having a blast with that. So, yeah, that's been really fun. I definitely recommend, if you ever get a chance in your life to work at your favorite record store, go do that. Go work at your favorite record store. Um, anyways, I, uh, I've gotten a huge opportunity to listen to a bunch of new stuff like why I'm working. And one album that I'm really, really enjoying right now is Bruce Springsteen's new album. Now, I haven't listened to a Springsteen record since Nebraska, and I know I wasn't alive when Nebraska even came out, but that is kind of where Springsteen ends for me. Starts with Greetings from Asbury Park, ends with Nebraska. So I was kind of surprised when I picked up this album and listened to it seven or eight times. This is a really, really good album. I want to play a little bit of my favorite song on this album. It is the song, There Goes My Miracle. hooky choruses and orchestration that I've never heard on a Springsteen record before. Most Springsteen records, I'm used to listening to them and they either sound like they're just, you know, the E Street Band or it's just Bruce by himself. Uh, but this is this record is very different and I, I really was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. It is it's loosely a concept album. The name of the record is Western Stars. I don't know if I've even said that yet. But I've I've really enjoyed the songs um all the way through except for one song. I really hate the song Sleepy Joe's Cafe. It's not not that fun. It it is trying to be too fun. It's not that fun. But the song Sundown is another great track on here. But there goes my miracles by far. My favorite track I think Springsteen's put out since Nebraska, because apparently I've got a lot of catching up to do. In other news, The National has an al a new album out. It's called I Am Easy to Find, and it was very easy to find. I showed up to work, and there was a unopened copy by the CD player, and I thought, The National, that's a band I've never listened to. Maybe I should give this record a shot. So I did, and I listened to it, and I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. It wasn't until I got to the title track that I said, whoa, holy cow, I love this, and I will tell you why. But I'll play the title track for you. Hello. 
but it wasn't until this part of the song that I heard the lead singer say something and I was like, did he just say what I think he said? Towers to the skies An academy of lies You never were much of a New Yorker It wasn't in your eyes I feel like for some people that would just sound like a clever line, but me, I immediately recognize where it was because that is a line in maybe my favorite Guided by Voices song. And maybe you've heard that song on this show before because I'm pretty sure I've played it. So I was like, whoa, that is insane. He's referencing Guided by Voices. And then I kept listening and there's references to Begin the Begin by R.E.M. And I was like, okay, you reference bands I love. I'm going to love your music. That's a shoe in That's 100%. That's a fact. Speaking of love... Everybody knows there is one band I love, maybe above the rest, and that is Wilco. Bought myself tickets to go to my fourth Wilco concert, and that's going to be really exciting. I'm going to the Paramount Theater in Cedar Rapids, which I've been to before to see Ben Folds, and that was a good time. But Wilco released a new album coming out. It is called Ode to Joy. And this song is called Love is Everywhere, Beware. So that out, that record's gonna be great. I love Wilco. Everything they touch turns to Wilco gold. I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyways, let's move on to my chat with the one and only Jarfish. So, my next guest on the show, and my first guest in a long time, 
is the first guest of all time, uh, Mason Herring. Hello, I'm Mason Herring. And that is, uh, Mason, this is the first time you've ever been on a podcast. Yes, it is. Uh, But you you instinctively, you knew the the first rule of a podcast, which is you cannot talk until your name is said. Oh, I thought I was trying not to sneeze in the microphone, to be honest, because I kind of have to sneeze right now. uh, Mason is on today. We're going to talk about music venues. And I thought instead of uh, instead of doing my own personal top five, I thought we would uh, we could we could come up with our top five music venues together. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. That sounds like it could work out. Okay, so um, let's just instead of instead of like a five, what was the worst venue you've ever been to? Oh, the worst venue I've ever been to. That's a really a tough one. Um, really, any venue that doesn't allow re-entry, I'm not a fan of. So like Castle Theater in Bloomington. I was going to say Castle Theater down in Bloomington, and not just because I enjoy a pint of Guinness every now and then, but she didn't pour it correctly, and you know I get that not everyone knows how to pour a Guinness, but just the seating was also very weird at that. It was a very clean venue. It, it was more like a comedy club? It was more of a comedy club, yeah. You had to sit at a bar and watch, and it was very oddly layered. It was kind of like in a theater almost. Like I know it's Castle Theater, but... It's not somewhere you would imagine to see a band like the Get Up Kids. Yeah, or the Menzingers who are playing there next week. Oh, that next week? Yeah. Oh, well, all right. Yeah, by, all the time, right. by the time this airs, though, it won't be next week, probably. Exactly. It will be over. Good to know. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that venue, I liked, I liked it because I liked sitting there, but, like, I get it, and then that girl totally, like, butchered that beer oh yeah it was like three quarters foam and again it should have a nice thick head on it but it was just too much another thing is uh house venues can go either way on me yeah one of my favorite house venues we've ever played was that one there in east moline with uh the statistics yeah as you were and i think some ska band from florida who like let us throw beer cans at them yeah and must build jacuzzi was also there were they also there? I do not remember that. They were, yeah. There was a lot of bands on that bill. Have you ever been to the back door there outside of Milan? No. Okay, so it was this church venue. And I think I told you about it before. It was a venue in a church, and it was pr- trying to promote, you know, a youth group kind of a aesthetic. They didn't shout down your throat, though, which was a great thing to do. But um, they were almost too hospitable. They were, like, boiling hot dogs and they're just kind of handing out to people. And, you know, if I go to a punk show, I'm not really looking to eat boiled hot dogs in a church. I'm just kind of there to enjoy the music. It's, it's funny you say that because I totally ate two boiled hot dogs yesterday at that, that show in New Boston. But, you see, that was a festival. That wasn't just like an hour-and-a-half four-band show. Okay. That was from they're, noon to six. I get it. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of weird that way. Yeah. So, are we saying that that the worst venue is Castle Theater? For right now, I'm gonna have to say yeah. I, I guess can't th- think of too much else. I guess that's just like if you're bringing Lust Lonely Boys, that's you can't allow reentry because people are gonna try to sneak into that show. Oh yeah, no, they're definitely gonna try to sneak into that show. It's uh, yeah. I forgot all that inside joke about how far is heaven? How far is heaven? Um, yeah. Okay. So now, what is the most average? Uh, venue you've ever been to? Most average venue ever been to? I'd probably have to go with the beer stew. That's pretty. 
It's pretty average. I think I think beer stoops a slight. It, it depends on the the era of of the beer stoop. I suppose if it's like 2013, 14, even fifteen ish beer stoop, then it was a great venue. Um. I don't know why they decided to... Well, I know they do more than just music there. People do hold, like, you know, Christmas parties there for their companies. That's kind of weird to think about, but yeah. It really is, but I know that a local construction company actually held their Christmas party there. And I thought it was weird because, you know, I've been there and guys are all sweaty and covered in beer, slamming into each other. I've seen so many Screamo bands there. I've seen a lot of Screamo bands there for someone who doesn't like Screamo. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> right? it's unavoidable. It really is. Um, but they like put stained glass in there, and as soon as they did that, I was kind of thinking this place is... And as of recently, we played a show there, and it was a Sunday night. Didn't expect a huge crowd. It's whatever. But there was a hardcore show there Thursday night, and when we got there... There was beer cans seriously littered everywhere on tables, the floor, everything, mm-hmm. and they just didn't clean it up from four days prior. So Four days prior, yeah. Four days prior, and not trying to throw shade at the beer stube or anything because Quad City Music Scene, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of places to go. Probably more so at the hardcore kids who didn't bother to clean up the venue after they hosted the show. No, exactly, and I think that might have been what the beer stube might have been going after was thinking, okay, well, you know. We're not going to claim their own stuff because yeah. why would we? Yeah. But someone had to. And I don't think we did either, to be honest. I think I did. Did you? Yeah. I remember looking at it and I thought, I should pick that up. Then Jake was like, oh, yeah, no, that's from a hardcore show the other night. And I thought, oh, like yesterday? He goes, oh, no, it was Thursday. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not. It's not my problem then. I threw the yeasty beer away. That's, that's what I... a good strategy. Um. I would say the most average venue I've ever been to is the Mark. Okay. That's pretty average. <clears throat> that is pretty average. You won't... You'll see a good show at the Mark, but you're not going to ever... Yeah, no, that's a very average venue when you think of it. <laughs> they got some good food now. They do have some good food now. I, it's hard to think of the Mark as a venue, though, because... Yeah, like, whenever I think of venues, I don't really think... Stadiums? Because I can't think of the last time I went to a stadium. Uh, Bob Seger, I guess, would be the last time I saw a stadium show. Yeah, I it's just fresh in my mind from Paul McCartney. But uh yeah, fair enough. Better place to see a hockey game. Much better place to see <laughs> a hockey <laughs> than game. A, than, a, than, a, than, a, than kiss again. Win or lose, no matter how bad the team is. Exactly. It's a fun time. Especially. Um and okay, so the best venue you've ever been to, do you have an answer for this? I'm pretty sure you know my answer, and that is Codfish Hollow. Okay. That was my answer too. And if I had to choose like one I've been to more in a more local venue, it would definitely have to be um, Triple Crown Whiskey Raccoon Motel there yeah. in Davenport. But Codfish Hollow, <clears throat> and I know that earlier I said that that church venue was being too hospitable, and that kind of threw me off. But the people at, Ho- at Codfish, they would do seriously anything for you. I couldn't get up out of my chair to get a beer without somebody saying, do you need a beer? Do you yeah. need a beer? And I, I get it myself. That's no problem. But, like, I felt like I was actually wanted there, even though I wasn't part of the band. I was just there to help set up and tear down with Plunkett, of course. It was just a really nice thing to see and talk to all the staff members there. and Best sound. I, I'm excited to go. Uh, so I have tickets to go see... A show there 
and I'm excited to go and see see uh, a band play and not be on the other side because the only experience I've ever had is being on the other side of that that curtain. Yeah, like no, I'm right backstage. there with you. Um, so I'm gonna go see the Get Up Kids in September when they play there, mm. and uh, I'm I'm pretty psyched to just stand in that barn, like. Because I stood in the barn that day, and it was insane. Like, I've talked about talked about it before. I yeah. I, I, talk, I hit on that a little bit when I I talked about my uh uh what was it complaining about concert etiquette? Yeah, that that was the one where I talked about like how annoying it is when people just like talk throughout a show. That's okay. why codfish is like great. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's really weird because like. Everyone's just so okay with the whole don't talk inside the venue thing. If you want to talk, go outside, which there's, that should just be common knowledge. And some people just suck butt. Yeah, they just suck a lot. And I was, First Avenue was another cool venue that I've been to. God, I've never been to First Avenue. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, When I saw, I saw Bob Mould. Uh, the Suicide Commandos, and there was another opening band that I didn't make it for. And I got, me and Jake got there kind of late. And we were standing behind, kind of far back. It's a very, if you've ever seen Purple Rain, it looks like it's a very large club. It's actually very small, mm-hmm. comparatively, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, and there was this person in front of me who was having a very good time. But she was dancing and, like, clapping her hands in the air and everything. And I couldn't really see anything that was going on on the stage. I didn't even know that John Worcester got out the drum set at one point to sing Beat on the Brat until it already happened. Oh. <laughs> so, also, I just heard someone with a nasally voice yelling, what is today? What is today? And someone's like, oh, it's the 40th anniversary of Ramones 1. And they just went into it, and I'm like, who's singing? And, yeah, it was... It was John Worcester. And I couldn't see it because the person in front of me was having a very good time, which I'm not knocking that at all, but, you know. Which isn't supposed to be concert complainings like you did before, but... Yeah, yeah. but... But that was my only experience at First Avenue, so... Mm. Did you go in the bathroom at First Avenue? I did not. Was I supposed to? I don't know. Maybe. I think so. Okay, I... Not quite sure why. I don't know if you know more than you're letting on right now. Or... I'm, not, I'm not. I'm just. The thing I remember most from First Avenue, not only was it the weekend after Prince died, but I remember waiting to get into the show, and the Westboro Baptist Church was standing across the street yelling at everyone, just, you know, waiting in line to see a musician. It's like doing their own th- their thing. What they always do. They're doing their thing they always do is telling us we're all going to hell. Like, yeah, I already know it, dude. What's so special about you telling me? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I just, <laughs> I have no idea why they were there. I don't know if it had something to do with Prince dying or if it just was a very popular spot to be and there's been a lot of people listening to their message. But that was, like, the only thing I can think of negatively about First Avenue, and that's not even anything to deal with First Avenue. So Maybe if you would have went in the bathroom, you would have figured out why they were, were there. Why should I went in the bathroom? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, you know. I feel like you're. It's uh. Here's my transition. What is the best bathroom you've ever been in oh, at a music okay. venue? <laughs> okay. Um, 
I can tell you the worst bathroom I've ever been at a music venue. Nobody is ever going to remember the best bathroom they've been in at a music venue, but everyone will remember the worst. You know, the bathroom at uh, Raccoon Motel is actually pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a nice bathroom. It's It's a nice little establishment in general. Um, I like the bathroom at the beer stew because they have the food menu right there in front of you, so you have something to read while you're doing your business. <laughs> yeah. And, like, all the prices are make me kind of cringe a little bit because I don't have that kind of money. I'm sure the food's great. I just can't. Dude, drop seven bucks on poutine. It's worth it. Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll have to try out some of these times, but. No, the uh, worst bathroom was right after I graduated high school. Me and several friends all loaded up my Ford Taurus and drove out to Des Moines to see Cayetana, Pup, Lemuria, and the Menzingers. And I can't even remember the name of this venue. It was a really cool little place, though. I would love to go back if I knew what it was even called. But the thing with it is, is that the bathrooms were, like, behind the stage. And if you were if if you were in the first like twenty to thirty feet away from the stage, you couldn't see the bathroom. But anything behind that like thirty foot mark from the stage, you had like direct eye line into the bathroom. And so I remember there was a balcony that I was sitting up on, you know, watching the show go on. And I look over, and I you know this guy walks into the men's bathroom. And the thing is, the bathroom was set up so where the toilet was right in the doorway. Mm. And so I just saw a man, you know. Doing his stuff. Doing his stuff. And it didn't seem to bother, you know, which, you know, good on him. Everyone does it. But. There's a book about it. There is a book about it. But I locked eyes with a man who was, you know. Pooping. <laughs> at his moment of weakness. <laughs> at a show and I was probably a good 55 feet away. Didn't think it was going to happen. So that's the worst bathroom you've ever been in? Yes, I was also inside the bathroom. It was also bad. There was holes in the drywall that I have no idea why someone would punch holes in the drywall in the bathroom. Gosh. Um, Kyle? Uh, uh, a Kyle? A Kyle. Um, I don't I don't know. what. I'm tr- just trying to think of the... Uh, the bathroom at Bent River is, is like that. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. like you open the door at Bent River and then like the toilet is right there. And then the urinal's on the wall, but the mirror is on the wall right next to the bathroom. So if you're in the urinal and someone opens the door and you're at the urinal, like, they can see you in the mirror. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter. Like. Yeah, it's kind of weird like that. But it's not a bad bathroom. It's clean. It's not a bad it's bathroom. A very, it's very good. It's very a very clean. nice bathroom. Um, man, what is Well, the- you were right. No one ever remembers the best bathroom, the worst. No one ever remembers the best bathroom they've ever been in. Yeah. I don't. I can't even think though. of the best bathroom I've ever been in. But the worst one, I think. Gosh, I, there's so many that come come to mind. Um, I mean, just I'm just thinking of any, like, place that I've been in because as so many places I've played a show where I've had to go to the bathroom and I just thought, you know what, this can wait. And I, oh, oh my oh, god, yeah. Gabe's. Dude, I love the bathroom at Gabe's. I hate the bathrooms at Gabe's. Dude, I love the bathrooms because at Gabe's. Because every time I've ever been at Gabe's, I've had to go poop. Every time. And those doors don't lock or shut. So, it's... Well, that's your problem. It is. That's why I don't like the bathrooms at Gabe's. <laughs> I like the bathrooms at Gabe's because it's one of those places where somebody puts the uh, 
stickers in the urinals. You gotta gotta wonder who has the gumption to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good good thought, I guess. <laughs> like last time I was at the, in the Gabe's bathroom, someone wrote "McRib is back" like all over the place. Kind of like a beautiful mind or something like that, or yeah, like they're just all like, work, McRib no is make, back. Yeah, all work, no play makes Jack a dull boy. Which uh, McRib obviously stands for My Chemical Romance is back. So, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. My Chemical Romance is back. Is back. Yeah. It makes sense to me. Um, I actually really enjoy Gabe's, the downstairs portion of the bar. They have a very friendly bar staff, and I haven't been there when it was too awfully busy ever. I know you guys. We played Gabe's four times, and it was 50-50 all four times. So yeah. two shows we've played there have been there have been a ton of people. Two shows we played there, there's been no one. We've never had a show where there was, like, a decent turnout. Um, <clears throat> The bartenders there have always been <clears throat> very friendly. You know, they'll chit-chat with you a little bit while it's going on. Also... Excellent sound crew, too. <clears throat> oh, excellent sound crew. They're great. Um, Also, they just have, you know, like most bars, they just have TVs on behind the bars. And last time when we played there, as we were packing up, they had Cool Runnings yeah, on the TV, and we told Jake we couldn't leave yet because Cool Runnings, cool runnings is, on. is on. And so we were sitting there at the bar while Jake was seriously loading the van- uh, car, we were watching Cool Runnings with no sound on, and I don't think the subtitles were on either, but that didn't matter to us. Yeah, last last time we played at Gabe's, uh, I was watching the band play, and I was genuinely enjoying it, um, and I saw the bartender go over to the remote, and he flipped over channels, and he hits the guide, and I see the Karate Kid, and he hits, and I go, oh my gosh, he's going to hit Karate Kid, and yeah. he goes there, he hits info on it, and then he starts it, and so I'm standing there watching the band, and all of a sudden my head just has turned like... 90 degrees so it's kind of a distraction for you then. and i was like i'm trying to enjoy the band and watch them and focus on them but also like the karate kids on this is a great movie it is a pretty great movie even though he did win by a total bullshit victory okay well whatever he shouldn't have won is all i'm saying <laughs> i know this isn't a karate kid morals con like podcast but kicks to the face are illegal how did he win kick dude right in the jaw all right well you know what that's my hot take. Have you seen Karate Kid 2? No. I haven't either. I wonder if that gets rectified. I really hope they just strip his title. That's like the <laughs> plot of Karate Kid 2. If anybody out there knows the plot of Karate Kid 2, please, please just tw- text one of us. Tweet us. Tweet tweet this at, at tweet it at Speaking of Nothing. Or at Jarfish. Yeah, and and let us know what the plot of Karate it's, Kid 2 is. Please let us know, because we don't have the gumption to watch it. I don't, I want, I'll watch it, apparently. You've said gumption twice now. I've been using the word gumption a lot, man. I don't know why. Um, I was going to say some other venue. What was it? you got to give me a second. Oh, um, a big thing for me and venues is to have something to do during, you know, between the bands playing. And at the Roz Talks, they have that little outdoor patio where you can... Play Foursquare? Play Foursquare, exactly. Because, yeah, I mean, it gets... In the summertime... It gets super hot inside those clubs. Yeah. And the hottest show I've ever been to is probably we saw Kayatana, I think it was two years ago. It was September. At the Sub T upstairs. And I lost a lot of body weight just from sweating alone. I know I did. I've only been to shows upstairs at the Sub T, but I swear to God, the downstairs must just be an oven. it, It has to be just like. I've gone there to shows in the dead of winter 
and they have been the hottest I've ever felt in my I life. I found it interesting because <laughs> they had like this giant air conditioner on hanging by the stage, and when we saw Lemuria play Get Better in the Full, it was like February. Yeah. And they had this like air conditioner on running at full blast. Just try to cool the room down. It was so hot. And the thing is, like, with it being winter, everyone's wearing winter coats because a lot of people are walking there because they live in Chicago. Or, in our example, we had to walk a little bit because we had to park far away. Or, in general, it's just kind of cold in the wintertime. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you're in this room with, you know, 120 other people. And if you're like me, you wear a leather jacket all the time. So, you're sticking to the inside of your jacket. and it's a really, It's a really, really cool venue. Like I said, but those venues get hot, and it's always good to have something outside you can do besides just go outside and smoke a cigarette because I quit smoking 10 months ago. But so I always find it hard to, like, go outside and just kind of standing around is kind of – I think I'm weird when I do it. Yeah, oh yeah, it feels weird. And so Rack and Motel, they had that game – I think it's called Ring on a String. Ring on a String, yeah. Is that really the name? Yeah. Okay, good. And – it's exactly what it sounds like if you don't know what I'm talking about. There's a, I don't know, maybe a three, four inch in a diameter ring. Washer. Washer on a string. And it's it's tied to a board that is for it's, uh, exactly yeah. the, the length o- away from the, the pole you got to get it on. And you got you to gotta get it on the, on the pole thing. Yeah, you got to get it on the hook on the wall by throwing it. And you're... Whenever I first saw people doing it, I was thinking, that can't be too hard. Whatever. It's more difficult. You know what? It's more difficult than it is. And I did do the double once, and Shelby Miller can vouch for me on that. There was a, There's also shuffleboard at the Raccoon Motel. There is shuffleboard. There's also bocce. Yeah. <laughs> there, and I know it's like, it's weird because I feel like they meant to just be like a bar, but they have music there every night. Yeah. So it's a really cool little place. Uh, Roz Talks is also a cool little place because they have the Foursquare thing and they also have the screen where they put on like Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. Behind the Seinfeld band. episodes behind the bar- band. Um, you can get cereal there. I was gonna say they have like a little. It's nice because a lot of the venues you go to, you it's always a bar, and a lot of people don't drink and like they don't have a huge selection of like non-alcoholic pro- like products and beverages. Mm-hmm. But Roz Talks is cool because you know they have beer. I think they have sake is like all the harder stuff they have. They have they tons might have, of root beer and cream soda. They have tons of craft sodas. They have um, a lot of coffee and whatnot. It's just a really cool little place. It's also a very interesting just atmosphere in general, which I really... It was the perfect place to see escapism. I really, really <laughs> wish I could have seen escapism <laughs> that was, with Sox. That is one of my biggest regrets. That was a good and show. And I've done a lot. <laughs> uh, that was a good show. Um... Uh, what else was I going to say? Yeah. Um, what other places have I been to in Chicago? We've been to the Cobra Lounge. Okay, so we've been to the Cobra Lounge. That was a diet sig. That, that was when that bartender gave me like 16 shots of Jaeger and didn't have me pay for any of them. That was, that was the bottom lounge. That was the bottom? Oh, Cobra Lounge was Camp Cope. Camp Cope was and the Cobra Wor- And Warriors. And that sh- that Cobra, Cobra Lounge was okay. It was, nice it was really oddly set up. I liked it a lot, but it was oddly set up because I didn't quite know where to go. Yeah, it's like you walk in and you're like, oh, where's the stage? Yeah, and like it's through a door that looks like it should only be used for employees, but obviously it's not. Surprise. Um, bottom Lounge we've been to. 
You never were at the Double Door, were you? I never went to the Double Door. Double Door, may it rest in peace. I saw the Bouncing Souls, the Flatliners, and I know I said Gumption three times now, but I've probably said Kayatan at least 19 times. That's fine. I've seen them more times than I've seen any other band. Um, we I saw those three bands there, and it was a very big venue. It was very spacious, which didn't really matter much after you about 45 minutes after the door is open because there's just so many people there, but uh, very, very fast service at the bar for whenever you needed to go up and get a beer. They had, you know, an average amount of bartenders working, but they were all just so efficient at what they were doing that you didn't have to wait too long to get anything. And it was a nice roomy venue. They had a upstairs kind of a balcony area. That you could sit on, which is always a plus for me. It's kind of like a firehouse, firehouse pizza. Oh yeah, down there in a uh, Blono. Yes. Yeah, that little balcony area up there. That was that was a pretty cool little experience to do too. Yeah, Bloomington is a cool. cool Bloomington's one. a cool little place. Gavkit should have played there. When is that place still open? What firehouse? Yeah. I don't know if it is anymore. That's kind of the problem with music venues: is they're open for a hot minute and then they're gone. Oh, yeah, no, they're open for, or if, you know, they kind of either stop caring about the live music aspect of it. Either they're open for a hot minute and they're gone, or they're open for, like, 35-plus years. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, what was the, I feel like there was a, I can't quite think of it. There was a venue in the Quad Cities that shut down. Mixtapes? I don't think that's what I'm thinking of. I m- might just be imagining this also, but. I the can't, island? The island wasn't around very long because of zoning disputes, which... R.I.P. the island, you know? Yeah. It was a cool little place. Um, I can't even think of what it's called, though. I don't know. But, yeah, no, the venues that shut down too quickly are always... It's always a shame to see because you need a lot of spaces where people can have a good time, feel safe, discover new music. And when they're all shutting down like that due to, you know, dumb reasons, it makes it kind of hard for these smaller bands to get shows with touring bands in their cities. Mm -hmm. Also, I just got reminded, I went to a show at the Bijou in Monmouth one time. Oh, yeah. Yes, you did too, right? I was not there, but you went and saw... uh, Muldoon. uh, Muldoon's Clever Girls, yes. Yeah. It Which was that, upstairs that at band the Bijou. Is gone now. Yeah, that band's gone too now. Rest in peace. Um, Just bassists, right? That was the it. Band. Was one guy? It was okay. So it was a drummer, two singers, and a guy with a. I want to say it was a five string, but I went a six string bass. That's awesome. It was really cool to see because the two singers. It was just a man and a woman, and they just like danced around and sang. While this guy's just ripping on the bass, and it was one of the most fun shows to see, and I really wish it would have gotten bigger than they did. Mammoth doesn't have really anything for a music video. The Armory. Oh, uh, my God. How can we not talk about the Armory? The Armory existed, and then it didn't. Exactly. That, and it, honestly, if that place would have been in Davenport or something. It would have been awesome. It would have, like, it would have been amazing. And it was really cool in Monmouth, but the, the only problem with it is... Is that it was in Monmouth. Yeah. And yeah, like the only shows we ever played there was like when we were in high school. 
Like I got to college and I was like, oh, we could probably play more shows at the Armory because I go to school in this town now. And it's like, oh, they're like, what's the Armory? Yeah, no, it was a, it was a really cool place. It was like, it was in a basement of this building, and you actually went in like through a loading dock. Yeah, and uh, they had lime crush. Oh, yeah. That's one of the biggest things I've ever because it was St. Patrick's Day and they had lime crush. They had pool tables. It was a very friendly atmosphere. It just kind of felt like you were in someone's garage. But, you know, there was bands playing. Yeah. So It was a good place. It was a really good place. That was, was only <clears throat> around for a minute. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, it was around. I think it was only open whenever we played shows. I never once heard about a show there whenever we weren't there. Yeah. So. Any, any good venues in Galesburg? Um, I know that Galesburg has baked pizzas. They that do has shows. shows there. Um, I think Q's. I think Q's closed like forever. Did Q's closed? Yeah. Cause remember, a retirement party was supposed to play at Q's. Yeah, but I think Q's is closed now. Forever. Oh, that's too bad. So that's it. Yep. Oh, um, Glory Days. Glory Days is uh, I think also closing. Really? I don't know if that's uh. true. I don't know if that's true or not. I hope it's not true. That place is... That's another one of those places where I can go see a band there or, you know... I mean, it's a barber shop, so I can go in there anytime I want to, I guess. Yeah. But I just want to go in there and look at all the stuff he has on the walls. Cause that's a, what's his name? Kyle? Kyle, yeah. Kyle just has a bunch of old horror movie memorabilia along the walls. He has a huge vinyl selection in the barber shop and... It's just a nice little place to go in and look around. Insane place for a show, because can you imagine a uh, room that is probably like a twenty-person maximum and trying to put fifty people in it? Yeah, no, it that doesn't thing, work. Yeah, but you, you know what? That's fine. And then there's a show. You go to a show there in the winter time, and there are people who are literally standing outside watching. I was standing outside for the show for the Inhumans, just because it was so hot inside. It was so hot inside, and it actually sounded. I found a lot of times, a lot of venues sound better from the outside. Oh. And that yeah. might just be because I'm not a people person, and I don't like being, you know. I got, I, I'm kind of that way too, I guess now. I, I don't like to be up front at gigs anymore. I'll still get in the mosh pits and, you know, have a good time, but I'm not going to do it as much as I did when I was a kid because, I, I say when I was a kid, but I'm 23. Did we establish this last night? We established this last night I'm 23. And um, I just can't imagine, you know, when I was 18, I'd go and see four bands and I'd be in the pit, all the- four bands, and have a good time. But, like, I think the last pit I was in was Social Distortion playing White Light, White Heat, White Trash at Riot Fest in the full. And during Don't Drag Me Down, I got into a pit. And after, it seemed like... Probably two hours, but it was probably closer to 45 seconds. I'll be honest. I was, like, out of breath. I had to walk away. I had to find water. And I thought, wow, this is what growing up is. I'm a lot. Well, I guess this is growing up. I'm a lot fatter now than I I was when See, I was. I've always been fat, but I'm fatter now, so I'm it's, right there with you. It's like I can't, I can't, like, if I'm in a pit, I'm in a pit for, like, two minutes and then. It's like, okay, I'm done. Then you leave. You're like, where's that the only box fan in the venue? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can I get water? I'm with a band. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. 
it's it is not a it's not a good so for the top five i think we should say uh top five things a venue should have okay a shitty bathroom a shitty bathroom uh i think um, something else to do something else to do um besides smoke besides smoke you know whether it be like little games like friendly staff friendly staff um a safe environment a safe environment and uh good sound good sound yeah that's that's five five very important things i mean yeah i don't really know what else we put in the thing but it's all very you know well yeah no of course all those things should be something every venue should have but that's the not, thing is we've been to a lot of venues that have not had that that have not had hardly anything um I can't think of any by name right now, but I know for a fact we've been to venues before where you could go to the bar and try to get a water because, you know, you're about to go sing as yeah. your Timothy, and there's not a bartender around to help you. Yeah. And so you just kind of stand there at the bar for a while thinking, okay, should I just walk down to the Circle K instead and get a bottle of water? Or Yeah. That's, yeah, and really, really a good venue needs to have all five of those things. No, exactly. I mean, I mean, the only way I can give it a little leeway to is um a shitty bathroom. <laughs> that one too, but having something to do outside because a lot of places don't have the space, like yeah. the subterranean in Chicago. It doesn't have the space to have you know yeah. little whatevers or whatnots. A big thing is to me a place to sit down outside. Really, you don't even have something. To, you don't have to have something to do outside like Racking Motel does. I appreciate it if you do because. I'm kind of a fidgety person. I got to be doing something all the time. And that kind of helps me, you know, not feel like I'm, I don't know what to do with my hands ever. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, so I think having a place to sit outside is more important than, you know, having bar games outside because that's. Standing for a long time, it, it sucks. I've been to festivals where there's nowhere to sit down. and My first ever Riot Fest, there was nowhere to sit down at. It rained all day. The wind was blowing really hard all day. I just wanted to go home. Like I saw the suicidal tendencies, and I was thinking, I could leave right now, and I'd be fine. But I saw the replacements, and I was like, that was worth it. That was totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been talking for about 35 minutes. Yeah, I figured it's about time to cut off, so. Is there anything else you want to say about music venues? Um, Never be afraid to ask to volunteer at a music venue or even maybe, I mean, uh, open one up and if you have a spare space if you think you need, if you think you can do it. Yeah, no, I mean, opening up your Like own- we said, some of the best music venues around are only open for... A hot second. A hot second, exactly. Um, the Do waiting room up in. That's what I was gonna say. In in uh, it's just some dude's basement, and yeah. they've had like Flatfoot Fifty Six play there. Exactly. It you just open something up in your basement and make sure you and and the, also big shout out to the waiting room too because it's all ages venue and it's it's, it's all ages. It's uh yeah, and, and a st- it's a sober environment. It's yeah. a safe place. But yeah, no big shout out to the waiting room. Um, I've never even been there. Never been there. And I just know about it. It's never been there. But yeah, it's 
I'm sure it's a great place. Yeah, no, that's cool. Keep keep uh, keep uh, open venues because otherwise, uh, little bands like mine are not gonna have places to play. <laughs> and you know, it just gives people something to do. Yeah. All like, right. Yeah. That's all I gotta say about that. I guess. That's all I have to say about that. All right. So Mason Herring, thank you. Thank you. And that's all, folks. That's going to do it for another exciting episode of Speaking of Nothing. Thanks for sticking around and listening to me and Mason chat for a while. I'm not as afraid of going longer on conversations uh, because I've been listening to a lot of longer podcasts. And, you know, sometimes a longer podcast feels a little more natural than a short, choppy, fast conversation. So... I'm working. This is a learning process. I'm still very new to editing software at all. So it's been been a fun experience. If you like Speaking of Nothing, make sure to, uh, you know, follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at TimothyYates13. And Speaking of Nothing is my handle on there somewhere. And then uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at TH13, I think, again. And you can follow me on my Facebook page. It's just Speaking of Nothing podcast or whatever. Yep. So uh, until next time, folks, remember that heroes, click that like button. But legends hit subscribe. Drive home safely, folks. Sometimes. Bye.